What's going on, everybody? This is Terry. Uh, starting off the podcast, so I got uh, Lily Cat. She is just jumped on the speaker, and she is up on top of the HVAC system in the ceiling. And so we might have the HVAC kick on. Uh, that's Lily jumping on the HVAC. Here she comes back down. Yep. All right. So we're in the basement here. We got the sauna uh, heating up behind me. I'm going to try to put down, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day of just kind of what I've been going through and where I'm at. So right now I am just over three weeks completely sober. Um, I started, uh, really didn't start any drinking or any drugs until, um, basically my senior year of high school, and, uh, it was basically once I finished, uh, sports, I played football, wrestling, and, uh, once those two sports finished, um, my senior year was maybe February... I just kind of started going out, figuring out, you know, this kind of a this kind of a good time. So, um, got sucked in right around then, and ended up going to college, uh, CSU, great school, Fort Collins. Uh, was an engineer, uh, started in mechanical, and then ended up dropping out. Uh, <laughs> I just failed uh failed again kept kept trying but kept failing um was differential equations was the was the linchpin that I finally said no thanks uh I'm going to go work f- for Boulder County um I'd been working on the trail crew uh, every summer so this was maybe my junior year maybe sophomore year of college that I just decided now I'm just gonna quit and so I did I quit school I uh, started working it was the summertime so I was like man I'm just gonna work seasonal job and then this was the year of 2015 where we had this crazy flood 500 year uh, storm come in and and I remember I remember this vividly because we were working on a small pond, a small stream uh, in Boulder County, and uh, what ended up happening, we were working on stream crossings, really random, because uh, we were just building, we were taking out the old stream crossings and putting in new ones, bigger boulders, more defined, robust, and uh, we had gotten through about half of the project when... Um, Monday morning, this consistent rain started, and it was consistent, like, it was all day, all day, just consistently raining, and this was the first day we really had that, where, you know, it just didn't let up, and then Tuesday, same thing, we were like, what the heck, what is this storm doing, man, and then Wednesday, same thing, we worked four 10-hour days, so we were in the rain 10 hours a day, Monday through Wednesday. And then Thursday, they all called us, and they finally said, don't come in today. We got a serious 
rain event happening. And uh, that was the day, you know, basically the levees broke. And I remember being, because I was in a newspaper article, uh, I might still have it, but uh, my my trail name was Hank. So uh, one of the guys just decided to call me Hank one day. So that was my name. Uh, working for Boulder County, but, um, yeah, $55 million worth of damage just to the open space areas alone. So at that point, uh, FEMA came in and gave us a bunch more aid. So I was able to stay on for another, maybe it was, a, it was the whole semester cause I did end up going back to college and, uh, you know, long story short was college. My first couple years was, um, uh, kind of drowned out with uh with the world so um I decided to go back my brother really convinced me he had just graduated um from CU and got a civil engineering degree and he was great student valedictorian in high school um and finally he got graduated and ended up working as a construction superintendent and he told me you know this is what you got to do man you got to go back to school you got to get your construction management degree you can do the same thing I'm doing and make as much money as I am and you're you you don't have to be an engineer so I went back to CSU construction management didn't know anything about it but as soon as I got in the first class I realized this is my this is my time. This is my this is my expertise. My dad uh, started in construction, concrete. Started his own business at twenty, in his twenties. So the goal of this podcast is, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat any of the truth. Um, I want to help people in their twenties, in their uh, early college years and into their, I just turned 30, so um, I've decided I basically want to start a ministry of helping young men and women get through their 20s, because for me, it was the roughest time of my life. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, In the upcoming episodes, I got uh, caught with the law uh, two very major times. Um, for five years I was on probation, I was a felon, um, and then my record was sponged. So, really I got blessed, um, throughout these experiences, uh, and had another run-in shortly after that occasion, and, uh, it really kind of formed my 20s, uh, kind of hardened me, and, I went through some really tough times um, trying to escape. So I want to help people who are kind of going through those times. Um, I feel like I've finally seen the other, I'm on the other side of it. I've just made it to uh, where I have things, I have life things set up properly. And I've taken care of tomorrow. So today just kind of falls into place. I worry about the things that are happening today. Because I know 
tomorrow is taken care of. Um, I have enough things set into place that I'm getting blessed with a big severance at the end of April. And so this is kind of the start of going out and sharing the good news. I plan to uh, pick up. I built my own camper um, for the back of my pickup truck. So uh, plan in the next couple of days is to get some solar, uh, get a mobile recording so I can basically take this on the road. And I want to meet Chad Wright and Chili and Blake uh, the basic course. I still need to submit my application, but um, that's the plan in May. And then June, I'm getting married uh, to the most beautiful, most loving, caring, um, awesome girl in the whole world. So I'm lucky enough to be blessed with that. And... Uh, Beyond that, I'm going to let God kind of direct my path and see um, see what's next. So I uh, just kind of wanted to throw out the intro. The sauna is heating up, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop in and think about a little bit more of what I want to talk about with, um, with this episode. I want to I wanna go for about 30 minutes an episode, so right around 10 minutes, I'm going to take a break in the sauna and... Uh, I've really been thinking about the timing of deliverance. And uh, I mentioned I had gotten sober. Mm, so I spent four months sober sober from weed in uh, 2021. And I spent two months early 2021 sober from alcohol. Um trials and errors have brought me back and forth and uh but I never quit on letting these things out of my life and um the only thing that's helped is that I know I no longer try to push away uh all the the darkness I just let the light sh- the light shine I let light in and uh Darkness is only the absence of light. I've I've uh, proven this because the more I see the light, the more I light up my life and let others who share light into my life, uh, the more the darkness just disappears. I don't have to sweep it away. I don't have to work it away. It just it's a it's the law. So. Um, I want to go into a little bit more of my backstory, just where I came from, where I grew up, uh, my family life, siblings, um, where I am, kind of what I see in the next few years. So maybe that's what I'll do in these next, uh, next 20 minutes or so is kind of just give you the, give you the story of Terry and, um, see what you guys have any questions, comments, uh, please just reach out. Um, I started Instagram handle for this podcast. It's called My Time of Deliverance. 
and uh, I got a Gmail set up for it, mytimeofdeliverance at gmail.com. And so I'll tell you the quick, the quick story is uh, about three weeks, a little over three weeks ago now, is something clicked, and it was like a light switch just was shut off. And I give all the glory to God. I truly believe he took it from me. I asked for probably five years. I've really been seeking to get rid of um, substance and anything that kind of deters from my focus. And uh, I finally connected um, with Hell Week and how the boy... The men, the boys out there, uh, they have this bell. And when they quit, they have to ring the bell. And it lets everybody know they quit. And they ring the bell. The, the SEAL coaches all come up. They basically coddle them at that point. They put a big warm blanket on them, give them hot chocolate. And they do this to get the weak, those who have an option out, and for the longest time, I, I, I rang the bell um, by going to smoke or going to drink. And it was my out. It was my quit. And uh, I decided that I would just no longer have that option. It, it just was removed from the table. So um, we got the heater turning on now. So... I'm going to I'm going to pause at that and pick back up here after the sauna. Uh so love you guys. Talk soon. And we're back. So uh had about an hour sauna session. Um might be able to hear the uh the shower going. Katie is back home, so uh she had went out to the gym and Left me home alone with the with the cats. We got Mima. Um, she's the the old one. Um, Katie adopted her mm, probably three years ago now. Three to four years. She's maybe 15, 16 years old, and uh, so she just kind of lays around, doesn't want to do much of anything. And then we got Lily, who uh, I was. L- lucky enough to to name and uh she's the lily of the of the valley and she's the sweetest sweetest little little kitten i think she's six to seven months old now and so you'll get to meet meet all of them soon but uh just re-listening to that last uh last minute or so the the last segment there and we were talking about the uh, ringing the bell, and uh, I want to bring back up the timing of deliverance and how, for many years, I had struggled um, with just getting rid of things that were not beneficial to my life, and the thing that 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 clicked the thing that actually worked was building 
new things into my life that just took over the old things. And the credit, one of the biggest credits I have is is finding Katie. And just the progression that I've made uh, through my free will changing is quite outstanding. You would never really think um, another person would cause you to want to change. Um, Nobody is ever going to change if you force them into it. You cannot force anybody to change. The only way people will change is if their free will begins to change. So, I want to go back to my freshman year of college. So I remember the first semester really well. Um, they set it up as pass-fail. So, um, this was kind of the beginning of the coddling of the universities in my in my mind. Um, they basically said, here's, we're not going to give you any grades this semester. We're just going to, if you pass, you get a P. If you fail, you get an F. So immediately that put my standard down to, okay, I got to get above 60% in every class I'm in and I'll pass and move on. So the standard was just immediately lowered to an extreme degree and I hate blaming others. It was my own ignorance and inability to push myself that allowed me to fall into the trap. But I'll tell you, I think I got a 60 to 70% in every class I was in that semester. And it was because that was the pass. And I think eventually the university figured out that this was not incentivizing. It was not um, helping. It was just basically lowering a standard. So I bring that up because it allowed me to... It allowed for more of me to be involved in things that were not good for my academic career, we'll say. So, I had a really good friend of mine, still really great friend of mine, who had a house. Uh, He was a sophomore that year, and I was a freshman, so... I lived in Academic Village, which was a bunch of engineers, um, strictly engineers, and the entire floor I was on was male. So I would caution against um, just segregating yourself so deeply into a male engineered dominant dorm and uh, try to branch out. So some advice for those uh, graduating high school is 
get out there and figure out how can I immerse myself with the real people and not just people like me, uh, people of all sorts of backgrounds, uh, academic futures, and you'll be a much more rounded individual. So, um, so I spent a lot of my first semester um, hiding and sneaking away from the dorm to smoke weed in the enchanted forest, which was coincidentally right across the street from um, my dorm. So met some really cool guys. Uh, the friendships were definitely the thing that I'll never forget. You have to go to college to get a degree. You have to have a degree to put yourself in a position to be very financially set in the future. So let me rephrase that. You do not have to do this. This is one of the options. You can go to a trade school. I would highly recommend this. I would highly recommend going to a um, community school to begin with and then uh, transferring over to a state school. Going to an out-of-state school is going to you know, double you, your tuition. Uh, straight facts, I went to CSU for, I think, seven years. <laughs> Ridiculous amount of time. And I had about thirty, thirty to $35,000 worth of student debt afterwards. And people spend, I think, fifty grand on a semester nowadays on out-of-state schools, which... I would caution uh, my fiance Katie struggles mentally with student debt. Um, it should be forgiven. She's a school teacher, and that's a whole another topic. We'll maybe we'll maybe touch on one day. So freshman year of college um, advice is what you want to do. Go find it. Involve yourself in things that you did in high school. Um, I really wish I would have gotten into club wrestling or football, baseball, just an activity where I could have met more people, um, made more friends, just a wider range of friends. Um, basically fell into a, a group of a few friends and that's about how it stayed the entire my entire college career um, they were great people we didn't always do the best things together so looking back if you can find people who you know are looking out for the best of you the best in you I would recommend that. Um, so this was back when I first started kind of the journey of college and just the introduction into substance. And I will say I spent a lot of time experimenting with a lot of different substance and eventually got to 
got through my first year of college and came back home for the summer, uh, back to Grand Junction, and this was where the first um, incident with the law came, and I want to highlight one thing in that and then discuss kind of what happened, but I remember my dad... That night it happened, he asked me if I wanted to just stay home. And if I would have listened to that voice, I would not have gotten into that trouble. I most likely would have gotten into different trouble, but only only God knows. Um, so I did get the warning, and... I didn't I didn't heed it and I'll tell you the same warning came before this second instance it was different but I got warned again um, I'll tell you about that in my later 20s I was probably around 25 and uh, see so yeah, how we had gotten back with high school guys and We were into basically doing things that we knew were wrong. So we would go to the grocery store and steal uh, five dozen eggs out of a out of you know Albertsons, a whole pallet full of eggs, and we would just drive around and throw them at cars just because we knew it would peel the paint off of them. I remember stopping at a. Uh, a guy's house he had like corvette or something covered um and we literally took the cover off like threw eggs at it and then put the cover back on and uh it was just things that we knew were wrong we wanted for some reason to do them and we smashed mailboxes and eventually it led to this night where we had been drinking a pretty significant amount. I was 18, I think 19 years old now. And uh, we went to our old high school and broke in. And we actually didn't break in. The doors were open. And we walked in and then we just started trashing the place. And I was under the impression it was abandoned and... Nobody would ever come, and that was not the case. The cops showed up, and it's maybe after 15, 20 minutes, and they pulled weapons on us, and we ran. And surprisingly, we did not get shot at, thank God. And eventually... It caught up with us. We ran away. We got away. And uh, they caught us because they caught video camera of us at the mm, gas station just prior to this happening. And they took the footage to our principal where he ID'd us. And they got one of the guys in the in a room, the cops, and he confessed and then sold us all out for his freedom. So, 
that led to five years of probation, um, a felony charge, about $5,000 of restitution damages I had to pay back myself. And, you know, weekly tests, P-tests, I will say. I don't want to cuss on this podcast, so I might edit that out. Um, Frustrating, to say the least. And eventually I got to the point where I was just trying to get around it and escape. So... Um, if you remember Spice, that was, that was synthetic weed, so spent a long time smoking Spice, and I'm sure damaging (laughs) things, but eventually, I mean, now I feel in the greatest shape of my life the most in-tune mindset I've had, and it took time. So I would say it took about five years of doing this before I recognized the damage it was doing to me. Um, Everybody else around me seemed to be able to handle it. I could not... um, So eventually, I got through to, I would say, about 23, 24, and I was really feeling successful with my student career at CSU. Um, I was very close to graduating. Uh, construction management. I had gotten all A's and I think one B uh, my entire construction management career. Just complete opposite from engineering. And I felt engaged. I had really awesome professors that weren't in a class of 200 people like some of the physics courses I was in and dynamics and statics and We had a really cool teacher, um, stuck out, Mr. Mr. Riley, and he wrote the book and taught it, and it made it much more significant when the person teaching you has, has experienced it. So that's my goal in this podcast is to tell you really what I've experienced and I'm not preaching from a textbook or philosophy this is real life what I've done what I've had to come through and how and why I am where I am today so just over 30 minutes I'm going to Stop this first episode here and pick up next episode, um, early college, and kind of just keep progressing through those early 20s. And my goal really of this podcast is to help how, 
how to make it to 30. Um, just turned 30 a few months ago, and that was a big step in my life. And I spent over half of 2021 20, sober, and uh, so far, I see no quit in the future. So I've made the decision that I just don't need it in my life, and it's not not ha it doesn't have power over me. I have the decision. I have the power, and I'm not going to ring the bell. So I'll talk to you guys very soon. I'm going to get a. You know, three to five episodes stored up. So you guys can just listen to the next one right after this. And I'll keep going at least on a weekly basis. Um, sharing with you guys where I'm at. And uh, where I'm going. And remember May 1st. Uh, very close to it is when I'm taking off across the country. And... I want to run into you guys. I want to meet you guys and talk with you guys. So uh, shoot me a message where you guys are at. Um, again, the uh, Instagram is my time of deliverance. Same Gmail, my time of deliverance at gmail.com. All right. Thank you guys. Love you.